into the contest. It is Wednesday, the 31st of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport, the last day of winter. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, Afternoon Sport, of course, is our podcast here. But a part of the whole group is the very important and very listenable Lunch with Lee. And you're going live with Lunch with Lee in a very special event in a few weeks' time. Yeah, Timmy, we're going live on the 28th of October. It's a sports bar down at King Street Wharf in Sydney. Um, we'll put up uh, on our website at afternoonsport.com. So grab a ticket, come down. The great thing about lunch with Lee, mate, we have a few beers and a few wines, and um, there's a lot said after the, the, the microphones are turned off, so be part of that. Come along and join us. We've got some really good guests coming along. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, Ricky Ponting has given some simple advice to Aaron Finch. Nick Kyrgios, he found it tough beating his mate, Tanasi Kokonakis. And Cameron Smith finally goes to the Live Tour. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Pretty sound, pretty simple advice from former Australian captain Ricky Ponting to Aaron Finch, who of course uh, captains the Australian in uh, the modified versions of the game. Um, He basically has just said, stop worrying, relax. Good advice, very good advice from Ricky Ponting. Look, Ricky Ponting is one of our greatest batsmen of all time. Um, He's a super coach as well, very good technically. Um, Look, Aaron Finch has pretty much struggled at the top of the order there for the last 18 months. He's only averaged around 17, and only passed 45 once. Um, but saying that, since he started in 2011, he scored 1,900 for Australia. He's got mm. over 10,000 runs in one-day cricket. And very good advice from Ricky Ponting, stop worrying about trying to be perfect with your technique. Just watch the ball and hit it, and um, often that can sort of free you up to, uh, to do a lot better than he has done in the past. He's, he's still a world-class player. We've raised concerns here this week about the big bass draft and everyone else has steve smith the latest to 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 have a, a few questions about it serious concerns really from him yeah well he's sort of uh being a mouthpiece for a number of the um, australian players he said there's disappointment overall that the overseas players the ones getting all the big dollars where it's the been local players here in australia that have developed the big bash over the last nine years but once again, Timmy, as we spoke about on the show um, a couple of times in the, in the recent weeks, is that they want big-name players. Um, Channel 7, in particular the broadcaster, wants some more high-profile players from overseas to increase the ratings. And this is the problem going on between local guys saying they want more and then the overseas players getting all the dollars. Well, it's a double-edged sword, isn't yeah, it? It's, yep. it's, it hasn't worked. Like, so you're not getting these guys because of the crash of the calendar. Mm. And then doubling down, you're annoying, uh, pissing <laughs> off yeah. a lot of your local guys because they that's pretty obvious. They look at it and they think, well, why are you giving all the money to them? I can see where they're coming from. So, yeah, back to the drawing board, I think, for that one. Yep. Back to the drawing board. Now, Tim Payne looks like he will uh, at least be in the mix for the Big Bash for Hobart in, a, in what would be uh, an extraordinary comeback. 
unbelievable comeback, wouldn't it? The guy's been in and out, in and out his whole career. So you wouldn't put it past him. There's only one spot left, Tim, in that Hurricane squad. And they're keeping it open, I think, for Tim Payne. Um, they say he's back in the nets, training and, and, and batting pretty well, they believe. Um, the great thing is that Ricky Ponting is all over that Hurricanes franchise. He's a big advisor there. He loves Tim Payne. And if anyone's going to push for Tim Payne to come back, it'll be Ricky Ponting. So if that happens, I dare say he will get that last spot. And he spent a number of years out so mm. with those hand and finger injuries. So it's often been said that in, in sporting careers, your career is sustained longer if you spend mm. time out during it. So he still looks very fit. He prides himself uh, on that. 37, well, who knows? He could play for another few years. Uh, let's have a look at tennis, the US Open underway. And it was a very different uh, Nick Kyrgios and, and the comments that he made post his win over Tanasi Kokonakis. <laughs> he saw it as a bit of a nightmare because they're best mates. And uh, he was very much looking forward to playing on the other side of the net with him in the doubles. He played some scintillating tennis, particularly in those first two sets and then finished it off in three. But uh, yeah, Nick Kyrgios, uh, very vulnerable uh, in his post-match comments. Well, he said, yeah, it was a nightmare draw for him. Um, as you said, Kokonakis is one of his great mates, um, both on and off the court, and they will play doubles together. But he just smashed him in, in straight sets. The other interesting big loss first round, Tim, was number four seed Stefanos Sissipas uh, being knocked out by Colombian Daniel Galan mm-hmm. uh, in four sets. And if we remember just going back, the, the big clash verbally that um, Sissipas and Kurios had after their, um, Kurios beat him, Called him a bully, but uh, so the Knicks having the last laugh there. He's in the round two, and Sissipas isn't. Yeah, he's a chance here, isn't he? He's a real chance mm. now. Yep. Um, uh, this was lovely. This the world pretty much melted watching Serena Williams' daughter Alexis Olympia go the full mini me. Oh, it's gorgeous, wasn't it? Well, Serena has always designed her own outfits, and she designed it for her last showing um, at the U.S. Open. This will be her last major, and her little daughter's four-year-old uh, Alexis Olympia, as you said, Tim. Uh, was dressed exactly the same as her in a mini version. Very, very cute. She didn't pay attention for very long. She's there pretty much got onto her uh, Nintendo Switch <laughs> after about 10 minutes. was eating Skittles. But, uh, yeah, watching mum and uh, she's a gorgeous little thing. Yeah, absolutely. Stay with us. We'll talk the world game, AFL, rugby league next. Now, Fremantle's ruled out in that five for the final against the Western Bulldogs. This is a massive blow, Shana. Oh, huge blow for Frio. And you have to think the Western Bulldogs are just getting a bit of momentum at the right time. You know, they were in the grand final last year and started really slowly and have just worked their way in to the top eight. But this is a huge uh, uh, benefit for them. Nat Fife is a two-times Brownlow medalist and he's going to be out with a hamstring strain. And this is an elimination final, so... The winner will be celebrating, or won't be celebrating, they'll be having a mad Monday next Monday if they lose. How do you reckon your Swans will go this weekend? Oh, fingers crossed. I think I think we'll go well. I think um, I, I just like the way that our midfield is shaping up and we've got plenty of options. I just think with Buddy coming towards the end of his career, he's just got something special about him, that guy, and I think he'll create a bit of magic this week. Buddy Franklin, of course, one of the biggest names in AFL, mm. as is the name Adblett, and Gary Ablett Jr. said to make a shock comeback, apparently. Yeah, he's going up to play in the Northern Territory. Northern Territory is a, a breeding ground for a lot of AFL footballers, has always been that way. 
Um, and he yeah, he hasn't pulled on the boots for two years, but it's going to go to play for Palmerston Football Club against the reigning premiers from last year. So a lot of people will be watching that close and see how he goes around. And uh, yeah, skill is permanent, mate. And uh, he's got a lot of class, this bloke. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he does um, make a comeback. He's, uh, you know, he's, it's been a while since he was at the top of his game. Mm. Now, rugby league, so much focus on this Friday night game. People wanting to get there early. It's sold out so quickly. The Roosters and the Rabbits. It's pivotal as well. There's the, the big Melbourne Parramatta mm. game tomorrow night too. So Parramatta, who's beaten Penrith and beaten Melbourne, could make their way into the top four. But a lot of the talk in and around rugby league slash rugby union at the moment, uh, particularly yesterday, was uh, the bid from rugby union. Well, you know, uh, Rugby Australia basically leaking out the players that they want to poach from the NRL and Joseph Sawali's at the top of the list and I could see why. Oh, you have to see why and, and they're sort of saying that, that that Rugby Union Australia would offer Joseph Sawali upwards of $10 million over five years, which is a huge number, but saying that he's not going anywhere. He's not going to leave the Roosters. He's, he's part of their team song now. Um, other names that have come up, Tom Trevojevic, uh, Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, Ryan Pappenhausen. Look, out of all those guys, I think Matt Burton is probably the guy that potentially could go over to Rugby Union. I just think the way that he kicks the ball and um, his towering bombs that he hits. Um, but I think the rest of the guys will stay with Rugby League. Yeah, I don't know. I, look, I saw some comments um, uh, by Gary Ella. Basically, that you know, it is a truly world game. They travel. There's, there's a lot to it. We've seen Sonny Bill Williams sort of traverse mm. League and Union. I wouldn't discount it. I, I, I'd be interesting to see. It's going to be a, a close watch over the next few years. Now, Ange Postacoglu, he's text to Harry Kuehl. Well, Harry Kuehl is, we all know, was a world-class footballer himself. Uh, post-career, he's tried a number of coaching positions and has had no success at all. Um, and Ange has said, come in under me. So he got the text and Harry Kuehl, Ange has obviously seen something in him. And Ange, as we know, is now regarded in Europe as one of the best football managers going around. So what a huge opportunity for Harry Kuehl to come underneath um, Ange and work with him and try and get his coaching credentials up and, uh, and hopefully learn from the guy who's at the top of his game. Yeah, golf and the worst kept secret of all. Cameron Smith heading across to the Live Golf Series, uh, the biggest name that they've signed, and, and Mark Leishman going. Mark Leishman going with him. Yeah, well, we tipped this wasn't it? the fact that he wasn't saying anything, but one hundred forty million dollars sign on is believed to be the number Cameron Smith got. Mm. Jesus, a lot of money, mate. Just before you hit a golf ball, and yeah. look, he's going to be playing for thirty five million dollars per tournament um, potentially. So, geez, he can uh, he can earn a billion dollars here pretty quickly. Yeah, it's it's massive money. And mm. uh, look, Cameron Percy came out and basically blew it by, by saying it and Cameron Smith was unhappy. And I can mm-hmm. see why yeah. he was because he wanted to be the one to come out and and uh, tell the world. But look, from a from an Australian perspective, in the short term, it's good to see that Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman are, are both coming out here to play. Yep. And there is obviously all the talk that one of the lift tournaments will be played in Australia at some point. So uh, there are some positives in and around it. Now, the Opals legend, Lauren Jackson, uh, joining uh, with the government and others um, to push the whole idea of of money for women in sport. Yeah, it's a great initiative. Uh, there's 50 stakeholders as part of this uh, women's sport workforce. Um, they want to increase women's participation in off-field roles as well, and they said that will close the pay gap in and around sport. Yeah. But, yeah, she's a, she's a very influential person, not only on the court when she played, but uh, the way she speaks and holds herself, yeah, she's uh, going to be listened to by a lot of people there. 
Yeah, and what about her comeback? Yeah. Amazing. Playing, yep. at, playing at her age, but still uh, an absolutely outstanding basketballer. Now, there was some fairly uh, good basketball played in the Lee back, <laughs> backyard at Oak Flats, as well as cricket. And uh, you've got a, a brother's story to finish us off today. I do. So we played in our band, Six and Out played on Saturday night mm. up, up the coast, up at Kilcare. Um, and my younger brother Grant's got a little holiday house up there that Brett and I hadn't seen. So we went around to check out his new pad. Um, at the beautiful Pearl Beach, by the way. It's a lovely place, oh, nice, a lovely part yeah. of the world. And Grant had just had his backyard landscape and he's put in a patonk um, court, which is, um, for those who know, it's a bit like the French version of bocce. Um, so, of course, my two brothers start playing and the competitive juices come out. Well, Grant actually beat Brett uh, with his final throw and Grant jumped into the air and he's, he landed on a rock and he's, he's rolled his oh. ankle and ended up in hospital. So it's a, the backyard in the Lee house is always very, very competitive and, um, yeah, this one ended up in hospital once again. <laughs> oh, he's okay, though. He's okay, mate. He's, uh, he's getting around on crutches there at the Commonwealth Bank now, but uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's very, very sore. Oh, the patonk. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. A fantastic sponsor is the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com. If you're in the market for a racehorse, they will help you out, Timmy. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you. Back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like The Dragon Cast with Ferris and Gale. Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale put on the rose-coloured glasses to discuss the rugby league soap opera starring St George Illawarra and the NRL. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.